It is Royce Unchained, presented by Josh Arnold, investment consultant, Mr. Money Talk. And uh, we're excited to report that Pat has reported to Twin Spring Training. <laughs> yes. He's the, he's the first one to arrive down there in Fort Myers, Florida. I have missed two straight years of spring training. I looked it up. I was trying to remember. I was here in 21 for a little while, a couple of weeks. But uh, I had gone from 1974 through 2020, I missed once. I told you guys that the other day. And uh, then uh, I'd missed two straight years, and, and I got the itch. You know, I, <laughs> you're, you're coming off winning three playoff games, uh, and they've made some uh, uh, cheap decisions during the offseason. <laughs> kind of takes me back to the days of Calvin, so uh, we can give it a little perspective here. So it'll be fine. Are, are you going to get the key to the ballpark complex again, like you used to have the run of the place? I I still have that card that yeah, used to get me in the back door. We'll see if that works. Or not. <laughs> if they've ever if they've ever if the hurricane caused them to change security or not, I, I don't know. So wait, they basically said so you were showing up earlier than yeah, than when I was here in January doing the show at the ballpark. That's I was right. the only one there for years. <laughs> like, you know, if you want to get there in January, here's a key. Just go crazy. Yes, there's pop, yes, there's popcorn yes, in the closet. Right. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, they trust me, for goodness sakes. There's nothing that... Uh, I, I always waited for uh, the glad man to show up, though, because he had a he had a refrigerator, you know, so you could bring your Diet Cokes and um, they they had to, they didn't kick on the refrigerator till uh, the glad man showed up. So that was uh, yeah. that would that would be well, tough. My know. favorite thing about that complex is uh, when uh, and rest in peace when Big Fella Wayne Hadaway he would yes. he would literally just be in his pajamas. He'd sleep in the clubhouse overnight, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was uh, oh man, I miss that guy because every year he would greet me with a welcome. You got even fatter during the winter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're gonna be as he used to say, you're gonna be as fat as Brophy and Calvin. This was twenty years after they were both dead, you know. I'd, say, I'd still be uh, still be comparing my girth to Brophy and Calvin. God, roll roll tide, roll roll tide, hey, roll tide. Get out there, get out there. Come on, big man. He'd pitcher. He'd rub up the pitcher's arm and say, See you in the second inning. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's it's that's why every year one of my great giggles is when I look at the twins list of minor league people. You know, did you see the email this year? Mm-hmm. There's there's gotta be 150 of them, right? Oh, on, yeah. on their various teams. They had that they used to run their Florida instructional league. Cal Irmer was down there as the supervisor, but Cal didn't go to any games or anything. And then you had Kelly, Stelly, Shelley, the pitching coach, and Hadaway. That was Hadaway running was, the whole system. Hadaway, basically, they had their sixty best prospects down there. They had three guys and Hadaway to take care of their needs. It was <laughs> who was the trainer? Uh, did they? They must have had a trainer. They, they you know, because Hadaway during the season in Orlando, they didn't have one. They didn't have one on the grounds. They'd have to call the doc. Hathaway was the guy charged with rubbing balm on their shoulder before they made a starter. And it, 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 it ain't your fault, kid. It's the scout who signed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's amazing. It was, uh, I uh, texted uh, 
I texted TK that that I didn't text it. I emailed. I forwarded the email on the on the uh, minor league staff to him. I said, "You get a giggle out of this." <laughs> so it's uh, so what's a one to one ratio now? It's a one to one. Oh, it is. It is. It's it's uh, the the the, the, the uh, they got a biochemist. I can guarantee you, Calvin never had a biochemist. No, probably, probably not. <laughs> not. Not in the not in the thing. But I don't know. Are we supposed to be? optimistic here or not i they they need uh they need a couple more starting pitchers they need uh you know they need at least one more to be the fifth and then they need another one to replace the injured guys and uh you know they probably need seven to get through the season so it'll be interesting the search the search for starting pitching is probably the most uh interesting thing this spring yeah or and that. well yeah well they or have that they have yeah. some money, Falvey said, to spend on something, but it sounds like it's going to be a bat. Now, yeah, I think they're that, done so, with their rotation right now. So, what do they want for a bat? Where, what was a DH type or what? Uh, corner, you know, corner, corner DH, DH, first base, yeah, right-handed, uh, preferably. Well, preferably they still right-handed. got Kepler. They still got Kepler. They still got Walner. They still got Walarnik. So they sure don't need a left-handed bat. No, no. Know? There's some guys out there. I mean, Declan's got a list for us on the Scorner Twin Show today. But like Jorge Soler is sitting out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlos Santana is still sitting out there. I don't want a strikeout guy. Sorry. I don't want Jorge Soler. They might. But I guess I'd take him if he's, uh, but, uh, you know, if they take, my guess is they're going to trade Larnick, don't you? They're trying to trade Kepler, but I don't think they're going to succeed. Maybe they'll succeed. I don't know. But that trade, the trade the other day, D. Scarf Pano or whatever his name is, they just had to take him back as part of the money. You know that they got, you know they Polanco. Now they've ended up getting what four million from Seattle. It, net, it like from, a net net four million yeah. with yeah. They, they got gathered from Seattle, but they took they took a twelve million dollar pitcher who's probably not going to pitch and uh, gave them Polanco. So they had to get they got a little money in return, but that was a. Uh, that was a, um, you know, and I don't, I mean, I'm as big a fan, but unless Jorge is going to be your DH, you got, you got Julian, you got Brooks Lee. That's not a, they, you know, I, I don't have a big problem with trading him. And I think he should be happy because he's going to, you know, not have to mess around and, and uh, look for a spot to play with those other guys. They want Julian. I can't blame him for wanting Julian. I mean, the kid can hit. There's no doubt about it. It's another. This will be the third Canadian uh, brick-handed infielder that the Twins can turn around in the last 20 <laughs> years. They, they, yes. Did you hear? Judd God brought this he, up the other day that apparently it's uh, it's hard to find places to field ground balls in Canada for yeah. certain times of year. So yeah, they just want to get him. They want to get him more reps down there in, in yeah, Florida yeah, this year. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, you know, Koski was a hack. Yep. You know that's and who else? Who else? Morno, Justin Morno. Oh, Morno, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, he was. He was a catcher when they signed him. Did they? I think did they let him catch the first year. I'm not sure. I don't he, know. He, I think he did. I think he did when he broke in. I think he might have caught caught yeah. for one year. What about that big low? You you would have had the two tallest <laughs> tallest catchers in the history of baseball, Mordo and Mauer, right? Yeah. Coming back. Yeah, to he back. did. So he did. They, they had moved him before he made his major league debut. They had moved him in the minor leagues. So. Oh, before, yeah. But I, I mean, did he catch his first year in the minors? He might have caught his first year in the minors. Yeah, I think he did before they moved him. Yeah, to first base, and uh, yeah, he ended. But it's a little easier to turn a guy into a first baseman than a second baseman. I. 
I'm, I'm still a firm believer in that. Although then when I remember Miranda. So what do you think uh, Miranda's future is here? Is Boy, he uh, a... done? Are they done with him? No, I don't think so, Pat. Right-handed? He's a right-handed bat. I think he's got so. a chance. Yeah. They've... I think he's got a chance. And yeah. and Carlos I'm Correa assured us he's seen, he has seen him hit now, and he's very excited, which is, of course, the same thing that he said last year. But what Yeah, uh, but he's a... What is it? He's a, if he stays, he's a DH, right? I mean, Royce Lewis is playing third, and Miranda, you can't put him at first. My God, he doesn't know which direction to run. When they <laughs> yeah, hit him. Well, that oh. hasn't stopped them from putting random guys say. at first base in the past. So, <laughs> no. Let's go hey, figure it out, see, kid. <laughs> did you see the story on Joey vowing to make more contact this year? Oh, on, on Gallo? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, this is the year where I'm going to make more contact. This is the year I'm going to make contact. All right. Well, uh, you can't hit a high fastball and you can't hit any breaking ball, but go ahead. Go get him, Joey. That's, uh, he's going to bunt more, I think. He's going to catch, he's gonna, gonna catch those think, shifting infields off. I think off they got him for half of what we paid, though, right? Five or something? They got him for five. It, I it was five. Yeah. Five. It's actually amazing that he got a I'm, – I'm assuming it's $5 million guaranteed, right? Like if they don't, if they don't bring him on the 26th, the fact mm-hmm. that he still got five million dollars shows you. And and when Man. Washington is basically starting all over again, what's the point? I don't get it. What's the point? You know they're, you know they're, they're just redoing everything there. They they've stripped her down to nothing, and all of a sudden you're going to bring him in and trade it all your pitching and everything else. Boy, you think back of that World Series team they won with the pitching they had on that, mm-hmm. that staff, and now ooh, you know. Why didn't they pay anybody? I don't understand that they were filling the ballpark. Uh, they decided not to pay anybody. It's really yeah. They, weird. they took their championship and kind of yeah. went home, I guess. Yeah. Brian Brian Dozier was on that team, wasn't yes, he? he? Was no yes, shirt on. Yes. Yep. So yeah, he was. And, yeah, he was the king but, of the celebration. Yeah, but they the uh, they gassed him for the playoffs. They ended up playing yeah. Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick ended up playing second base, right? Yes, because uh, mm-hmm. Dozier. Doge was uh, started off okay there, but I was there one day. Uh, we were out there for a wedding, I believe, and uh, and uh, uh, I saw him hit a home run. He didn't hit many for them. He hit like nine or something for them. So, uh, but he hey, you can run. you can help us. Uh, I don't know if it was a debate, but we were trying to figure out who the next Twins player Hall of Famer is going to be. Th- th- three names that came up. So Jorge, Jorge Polanco came up. Jorge It'll Polanco, Brian Dozier, Tom Bernanski. Are any of those three Twins Hall of Famers for you? I say, yeah. You can, uh, the standard of, uh, the standard has been set. The, the fact that they realize that they're in trouble for players is the fact they didn't name a player this year. They, uh, they named uh, Stelly and Terry Ryan. Uh, I'd say Dozier on the, Simple fact, he hit 42 home runs, and he was here, what, six, seven years. And, and you know, I'm glad he was a five-year guy. He won two World Series. But, uh, you know, you, we do have some short – we do have some short-termers in that Hall of Fame. And Dozier was, you know, their best player for three, four years. So that's probably – the standard that's been set for Hall of Famers, I'd say Dozier. It, it gets really – and it, the problem is, too, because you, you, you go through all the old school twins and then the early 2000s twins. And w- once about 2011 hits, it's really mm-hmm. slim pickings yes. as to who would, who would there's qualify. A re- there's a reason you stunk for uh, six, seven years there. I mean, they popped up in 15 and won half of them. But, 
you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 was the worst stretch in history. And then 16 out of nowhere was the worst team ever. They lost more games than, uh, than the 82 team, right? The 82 team was the one that uh, all the kids were on. That, yeah, that were, the d- dome opened, Calvin gave him a week, and then traded everybody. Yeah. <laughs> to the Yankees, right? Yeah. Didn't he trade Butch well, the, and Smalley and all those Smalley, deals. Butch, Smalley, Bruno. Yeah. They no, not Bruno. No, not, Corbett. Corbett. They yeah. traded Corbett too. To the Angels. And yep. uh, anyone who was making more than fifty bucks, he uh, he got rid of. It was uh, it was an amazing uh, gouge of the uh, of the. But all the all the kids. He traded. I mean, he traded Corbett for Bruno. That turned out to be a pretty good trade. But uh, he was, uh, you know, that's the reason that team was so bad. They all should have been a Triple A, basically. Herbie'd come up the year before, but it was a bunch of guys from Orlando, and they were they were sixteen and fifty four. That team. Sixteen wow. and fifty-four, and Gaetti's famous quote is, "We should change our name to the Hapless Twins." Every time we come to town, and you look <laughs> at the paper, they, it says the Hapless Twins start a three-game series <laughs> with the White Sox today. He says, "We're the Hapless Twins." <laughs> they went. Uh, they went two months without a two-month two-game winning streak. That team. Wow. Without, uh, yeah, I think I'm right. I think I'm right on that. It was a two months without a two game winning streak. It was, I remember that, uh, I think Engie was on that team, wasn't he? Engel. Yeah. And he had a, uh, I was, I was on a trip to Chicago and he had his first RBI in a month of five weeks or a month or five weeks. And I wrote a column celebrating it. Like it was the birth of a, like a birthday for a a baby, you know, or something like a, it was a bouncing baby RBI up the middle, you know, (laughs) Angie's one of the great guys ever, but he had a little slump there. And then, of course. The throwing disease, too, right? Throwing disease. Lobbed the ball back to the pitcher. Of all the things that drove Billy Gardner crazy in his time here, the fact Angie couldn't throw the ball the first to the back to the mound drove him nuts. He would rip him after every game. You know, it was... uh, it was it was uh, Gardner. Some of Gardner's classic stuff was ripping Angie for not being able to throw the ball. Now I got a crazy catcher. <laughs> you know, I got a crazy. I got all these crazy guys because, uh, as I told you guys earlier, he wasn't really uh, he wasn't really sensitive about Izzy's problems either. <laughs> oh. You know, and he never bothered to say off the record, but. We had to make it off the record. You yeah. had to protect. There's some stuff you have to make off the record, even if a guy doesn't say it. Maybe not in modern, uh, uh, you know, journalism, but uh, back then, '82. If you're going to keep getting the good quotes, you, you had to, uh, you had to let a few get by. Once yeah, it wasn't as much the the gotcha media that we that we live no. in today. No, it's uh, it, it it is not. So, uh, Judd, I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to write a column. Kevin Allensbach has done a book on the 90-91 North Stars, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Mirage of Destiny, he's called I just got it. a copy yesterday. 90-91. You know, oh, yeah. The, there it is. a big old book. Yep. But I'm, I think I'm going to write a column for this weekend. Don't lose hope in the wild because this collection of months was, you know, two victories away from the Stanley Cup. Now the fact it was a 21-team league and 16 made the playoffs made it a little easier. But uh, but that that's still, 
what one of the did you get the many games that during that yeah, playoff? Yes, run? I did. Yes, how that did. happen? This it's maybe I was trying to analyze fandom. Forty five hundred people went to a Montreal game in the middle of June, in middle of January. Yep. And we all knew Norm was nuts. He had the cheerleaders and the everything, the give away the money and Cash. all that stuff to get people to come to the games. Starbucks. And yep. we knew he was crazy. And yet, four months later, he's up there in his podium, up there in his built. Uh, what what would you call it? It's it's like his throne up there. Emperor suite. He's, he's like Nero. Yep. And the crowd, the whole crowd's going Norm, Norm, and he's waving like this. It's it's psychological. It's a psychological study of fandom. The I know. Playoffs were on pay per view. That's the best yes. part, you guys. He was charging the fans to watch playoffs. Imagine that. Okay, well, I'll have to repeat the story again. That uh, my favorite ever time, my favorite dark star story ever, is. I I, w- I was Norm's buddy. Norm called me at home like I was a hockey expert after that Montreal game. He was crying. He says, what can I do? I, said, I don't know. You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> but uh, so be- when he charged pay-per-view and half two-thirds of the Twin Cities couldn't get the game because they didn't have access even to pay-per-view, I wrote a column before game three of the Stanley Cup Finals, ripping him. And the first time he was ever called Norm Greed was in that column. Mm. And then and then they win to take a 2-1 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals that night. And I get in the car at 12.15 and turn on Dark, my pal Dark's show. <laughs> and the theme for the night is, does the Twin Cities really need a negative sports columnist yeah. like Patrick Wright? <laughs> Six five one. <laughs> the phones are jammed. The phones are jammed. I I call him when I get home during the break and say, "Got the, quite the show going there, Darkie." And he says, "Ain't it great? They bleep and hate you. I yeah. might do this tomorrow night." <laughs> <laughs> That's and amazing. So 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 they yeah. were the Stanley Cup Finals in 1991. They, there wasn't they, like a they, national TV. They weren't they, on cable. In, yeah, it wasn't on national TV, and uh, Norm put it on pay-per-view here in the Twins. What was wow. the, what was the source, uh, Judd? Then what was it? Wasn't Midwest Sports Channel? Was it? What was it? It might have been. It might have been. I forget. But yeah, they they were. Um, so the the majority of the the city didn't get MSC back then. Yeah. So yeah. they charged one thing to watch the playoffs period, and another for each North Star game. It was yes. the biggest racket ever. Oh yeah, it was twenty. It was Phil. It was something like twenty bucks or something in nineteen ninety one or for a game to watch bucks. a game. Yeah, fifteen bucks or something. It was. Uh, and then, was but amazing. then I remember like because like a couple years later, I'm pretty sure the was it the Canucks Rangers there a couple years later ESPN had picked up the yep. rights to the Stanley Cup Finals right. Yep. I think what it was was the the national deal in hockey back then was a group called Sports Channel America. Oh yeah, and nobody really had it because, of course, the National <laughs> yeah. Hockey League works in mysterious ways. But then, yeah, by '94, I think you're right. I think yeah. it switched to ESPN. Yes, but it was uh, it was uh, you know I I'm not sure what the outlet was, but if you didn't, you know, hell, there were still people without cable in '91. So. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, you had no chance to get it. God, he was a crazy, crazy, uh, crazy human being, but we're all, Norm, 
Norm, Norm, <laughs> Norm, Norm. God, what a great two years later, Dallas. Season. What a great season. <laughs> you know, Leopold's obviously different, you know, but he, he kind of got the wacky personality too, but he just kind of hides upstairs. So uh, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it, it was a phenomenal uh, situation. And you know what else he did? <laughs> Phil, he, he got very upset when the media came to into town and he had to give up in the arena. They didn't have a big enough press box. So he had to give up some of his seats. So for game six, when we got back for game six, he had knocked out this wall, half a wall in the press room, which was down the way, and put a bunch of seats in there without contacting the city of Bloomington or anything. He just had some guys go in there and knock out half a wall. I was in there for game six. I was in there, too. It was just a lunchroom. And you felt like the Nazis waiting for the uh, for our troops to hit Omaha Beach. It was like this bunker up there. It was this bunker. And what I remember is that all of a sudden the TV in there blipped, and we were watching uh, regular TV. And eight eight is enough it was a comedy series back then that was popular, and uh, it pops up. And then the final that day was. 8-0, so there were some jokes to be made about. Oh that. yeah, it yeah. was tonight. Eight, eight is eight is enough. It was <laughs> again tonight too. Eight eight zero was game six. So uh, Bob Johnson was the Pittsburgh coach, and he died that summer, didn't he? Yeah, he got brain, brain tumor, cancer, right? Brain, brain tumor, cancer. nobody knew about, and he died that he died that summer. But what a wacky season that was. That was, uh, you know. So there's hope for the Wild. What the hell? There they is make, hope. There is make hope. The, they make the playoffs, anything can happen. We just need the NHL to eliminate nine teams from the league and still keep the 16-team uh, playoff bracket. That's Okay. Okay, I tried to say this on Twitter last night to make fun of it, and people took it serious, but was last night a game that the Wolves would have lost last season because the other team didn't have two regulars and it was close it's at a, halftime? They ended up question. beating them by 40. <laughs> I mean, listen, as I said yeah. last night, a bunch of fans, thousands of fans showed up to see Luca last night. But yes. in the end, they got their money's worth when the other Luca came in and scored eight yes. amazing points in garbage yes. time. If you rank Timberwolves players based on the loudness of the ovation, I think Nas Reed's number one. Anthony Edwards is number two. Luca Garza is in the top three for loudest yes. fan ovations. <laughs> Say, what's interesting is, though, this... Uh... That I didn't realize that NBA has the new rules. If you don't play 65 games, at yep. least 20 minutes, you can't be on their first, second, or third yeah. all-pro teams. So Embiid, uh, you, you can't win any of the awards. You can't be the MVP either, right? You can't win any of their awards. Correct. Yeah. Can't get the bonuses then. Any, any of the official. Uh, well, it doesn't seem to be changing the way people operate. I know the Halliburton in uh, Indiana complained because it's going to cost him $40 million if he misses three more games. But I don't, I bet they don't get away with this. Do you think they're going to get the away MVP with thing? I, I, I think they will. I don't like Embiid's yeah. not going to win the MVP, but, but the ones based on first, second and third mm-hmm. teams costing you millions of dollars is uh, the, the union's going to have to something about that. I, I, I applaud the effort to get guys to play, 
but because basketball, you know, as we said, is so important to have a player because he's, you know, you're there to see one or two guys. Uh, but I, 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 I can't believe they're going to get away with this. And because uh, if a guy, if some guy breaks his foot and comes back and is a great player for the last six weeks of the season. And, Ooh, uh, 64 games. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah you lot, can't yeah, be second team lot. all NBA. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's already been paid, so it doesn't make any difference, but uh, it, yeah. for the younger guys, it's, it's, it's kind of injury, but they got to do something. I mean, you know, not only, and by the way, Kyrie, Oh, what's his, what'd he come up with? It's a good he, question. He, yeah, I mean, is there any more unreliable human being in America than that no. guy? He's on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes, he is. That's that's for sure. Anyway. Well, well, we're glad you're settled into Florida, and uh, we'll we'll do it again tomorrow. We expect a full report on uh, the state of Hammond Stadium. So Okay, I'll try to get some over homework. there today. All right, gentlemen. See All you right, later. See you, Pat. Royce Unchained, presented by our friends at Zero Res today. If you're uh, looking to deep clean your house, which that could include carpets, air ducts, think about all the great areas that Zero Res could clean for you. Three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $119, uh, and also a free hallway this month, and $75 off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean when you ask for the Score North special, 952-Zero Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special.